Well, glory to God, you have picked an excellent day to hit play on this podcast. I have a spirit that is hot on the inside of me to preach this message from the book of Acts in the New Testament of our holy, powerful Bible. This chapter is going to change your life. It has changed my life. It has changed the lives of millions of people before me. It will change the lives of millions of people after me, and it is going to change your life today. So buckle in, strap yourself in. We are going for a ride. I love, I absolutely love it. I tell all my family and friends this time post-Easter, which is still the Easter season. Easter Sunday marks the start of the Easter season leading to Pentecost. And it's my favourite time in the church year. And I I, look, I do say that about (laughs) most of the church year. But this is the time where we dig into the scriptures about the acts of the apostles, the acts, the, the life of the early church after Jesus rose from the dead and ascended into heaven and the Spirit of God came down on the apostles and they performed mighty signs, wonders and miracles as they went out and preached the good news. That was obviously, of course, the great commission that Jesus gave them, go into all the world and tell them this good news that I have told you. And the Acts of the Apostles, oh my goodness, do not ever get desensitized to what the Acts of the Apostles is and what it is all about, because this is power-packed drama, if ever there was one. Do not spend your time binging on Netflix when you can binge on the Bible. (laughs) There is so much amazing stuff and It's not just amazing to read. What is most amazing about it is the fact that this is for us. We, as believers in Jesus Christ, are called to live lives like these disciples with the signs and the wonders and the miracles that happened in their life, that happened in their wake. So, yes, I am just basking in the glory of this Easter season, these Easter readings. And if you're not a Catholic... Uh, you may or may not know that the Catholic Church has daily scripture readings. Obviously, the scriptures that we read each Sunday in Mass, but every single day of the year we have scripture readings set out to align with the theme of the particular season of the church. And so every Catholic church around the world, every Catholic believer reads the same readings every day of the year. So it's like one giant Bible study. And it's amazing because it's this Bible study set out in themes with a a first reading, which is uh, from some part of the Bible, then a psalm, and then a gospel reading. So a scripture from Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. And they're all tied in, as I said, with a particular theme and based on the part of the liturgical season that we're in. So right now we're reading, the first reading that we're reading at this time of year is from the book of Acts. And I'm going to start with this particular reading, scripture from Acts chapter 5, and then I'm going to jump to a few scriptures in the book of the Gospel of Mark. So the title of this message, I've decided, just praying about it, and the Holy Spirit said, this is the title. Are you an unbelieving believer? We know what a believer is. A believer is a person who believes in Jesus Christ, but there are far too many 
unbelieving believers out there. I know. I used to be one of them. (laughs) And I have to remain anchored in the word of God to make sure that I do not err that way and err into unbelief. And it is easy to do because the distractions of the world will pull us into doubt, will pull us into unbelief. That's why we need to remain anchored in the word because only by hearing the word can we build up belief. It says in scripture, belief or faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that is why every day, the Bible tells us every day, get the words of scripture on the front of your mind, meditate on the word of God day and night. Okay, I could preach a whole sermon on that, but I'm not going to today. Today is about this scripture in Acts chapter 5, verse 12. We're starting. Continuing power in the church, chapter, uh, verse 12. Through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. Jumping down to verse 14, and believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. Verse 15, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Just the shadow of the apostle Peter, the shadow of him might fall on some of them and be healed. Verse 16, also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Alleluia. Drop the mic. (laughs) All healed. I love scriptures like this. And there are so many. Can I tell you, all through the Gospels, there are so many scriptures that talk about all healed, all sicknesses, all diseases, all people who came to Jesus, came to the apostles, they were all healed. And I love it because there is such a temptation among believers, those who are erring into unbelief, to believe that it was just for some people to be healed. It was just for some sicknesses to be healed, just some diseases, not all. And that is a lie from the devil because Jesus tells us, the gospels tell us, scripture tells us time and time and time again, it was every disease, every sickness that Jesus and the apostles had the power to cast out and all people who came to Jesus, all people who came to the apostles, they were all healed. And I love it because if you have got a sickness or a disease or a bondage in your life today, what a message of hope this is. I know that if I was listening to this message and I had a terminal sickness, a terminal disease, that is the message I want to hear. And it is the message of truth. You can read it for yourself. Open your Bible and read it. It says, go right now to Acts. Put it into your Google. Google this. Acts chapter 5, verse 16. Google it now and you will read it for yourself. They came to the apostles, anyone who was sick and those with tormented, who were tormented by unclean spirits, that's demons, and they were all healed. And I know there is someone listening to to this message today and something has risen in your spirit. Something has caught a light in your heart and you've thought, this could be for me. 
if it says it in the Bible, if Joe believes this, this could be for me. Girlfriend, brother, yes, it is for you. God is no respecter of persons, the scripture says. What he does for one, he will do for another if you believe. And that is this message that I am trying to preach today. And by God's grace, it is being preached with power that we have to have belief if we say we are believers in order to receive the promises. It says in the book of Hebrews, this is another book in the New Testament, in Hebrews 11, by faith, Everyone who is a follower of the Lord God Almighty obtained the promise. Only by faith did they obtain the promise. By faith, Abraham left everything he knew and went into a foreign land to obtain the promise that God had told him, which was that he would become the father of many nations. And in his old age and in his wife's old age, they were old far beyond childbearing years. And God gave them the son Isaac that he promised, but only by faith. By faith did they obtain that promise. By faith did Moses lead the children of Israel out of bondage under Pharaoh in Egypt. By faith did Joseph and Mary leave their hometown of Nazareth and travel to Bethlehem to bring forth this child that the angel had promised them. By faith, all of the great people of faith obtained their promises. And it is only by faith that we, as modern believers today in 2021, will obtain the promises of God for us. And these are the promises that I'm specifically talking about today, signs, wonders, and miracle healings. So yes, if you are listening to this today and you have a sickness or a disease, physical, mental, emotional, there are so many mental illnesses in the world today. I declare if you have anxiety, depression, any of the other multitude scores of mental illness, this is a message for you. Jesus wants you to be healed He wants it for you. The word is for you. It is not just for other people. Do not believe that lie. It is not for other people. The word is for you if you believe. And I have the spirit of the most high God on the inside of me reminding me to remind you that in order to believe, we have to come to the Lord with a repentant heart. This was the message of the gospel God, Jesus himself said, go and preach repentance. In order to come to the Father, we must come to him with a contrite heart. Remember the story, even if you're not a church person, you will know the story of the prodigal son, that phrase, prodigal living, the prodigal son, we know about it. It's that son of the rich man who took his inheritance and went into a foreign land and squandered it on prostitutes and debaucherous living. And he lost it all and ended up in the pigs, with the pigs. And he got so bad that he didn't even have enough food to eat and he wanted to eat what the pigs were eating. And then finally he got some sense into him, knocked into him, and he thought, well, even my ser- even the servants at my father's house he- eat better than me. Maybe I can go back and I'm not deserving. I'm not deserving of being taken back in as a son, but maybe I can be a servant and at least I'll get some decent food. He had a contrite, repentant heart and he took one step back towards his father and it's- he was far off when his father saw him and he came running out. The father came running out to greet him and welcomed him back and said, welcome, my son. This son who represents a repentant heart, 
who acknowledges how he has sinned. But the father who represents father or our God, he said, you are not coming back as a servant. You are coming back as my son. In fact, I am going to throw a banquet for you and give you the best of everything. We're going to kill the beasts that we've been saving. We're going to kill them and have a feast in your honour. I'm going to give you a robe. I'm going to give you jewellery. I'm going to honour you, invite all of the family and friends and celebrate this. You know, it says in scripture that all of heaven celebrates more with one sinner who comes back in repentance than 99 righteous people who have no need of repentance. Alleluia. Praise be to God. And, you know, I'm preaching this message on Divine Mercy Sunday. That is today, Divine Mercy Sunday. The mercy of Almighty God is unfathomable. It is great and beautiful and divine. And that story that I've just shared, that is a mercy story if ever there was one. You can imagine, and I'm sure every single person that's listening to this can relate to that story. I know I certainly can, where you know, when you come back and you acknowledge, I have sinned. Lord God, I have really stuffed up. I have I have knowingly and intentionally sinned against you. I have done what you have told me is wrong and I've done it intentionally. And God, I'm sorry. I don't deserve your mercy. (laughs) But God says, all I desire is a humble and contrite heart. And all he and all of heaven is celebrating at us who come to him with a humble and contrite heart in repentance saying, God, I'm sorry. Yes, I acknowledge my sin, but I come and ask for your forgiveness and he will run to us. That's what he does. He runs to us. And the celebration, isn't that amazing? All of heaven celebrates more than 99 righteous, holy people who have no need of repentance. So that is a brief (laughs) rabbit trail down the road of repentance, which is what we need in order to receive the promises. We need to come to the Lord in a state of grace, which means acknowledging our sinful state, our sins, and coming to him with a heart asking for forgiveness. And in an instant, we will be healed. In an instant, his blood, his love washes away our sins. The scripture tells us he remembers them no more. He forgets them. Where else can you get a promise like this? All right, back to the message at hand, the believing message, being a believing believer, not an unbelieving believer. Now, I want to jump now to the Gospel of Mark, which talks about Jesus rebuking the disciples for their unbelief. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verse 14, the Great Commission. These are the last verses in the Gospel of Mark. Verse 14, later, Jesus appeared to the 11 disciples as they sat at the table and, and I've got these words highlighted, he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. We know from the other gospels that the people who reported to the disciples about Jesus being risen were Mary Magdalene, uh, another woman named Mary, another woman named Joanna, which I love, Joanna preaching Jesus then, preaching him now, glory to God, and the other women. And also the two disciples who 
encountered Jesus on the road to Emmaus. I'm sure you're familiar with that story as well, or at least have heard of that story. But when those disciples, when those women, those disciples told the 11, they didn't believe them that that, that Jesus had appeared to them. And so Jesus actually then appeared to the 11 and he rebuked their unbelief, their hardness of heart. So we know that these disciples who we hold up as saints in the church today, Peter, James and John and Paul, not Paul, not yet. (laughs) He wasn't one of the first 11. But all of the other disciples that we see as holy, they struggled with unbelief too. So if you are struggling with unbelief, and I know that I certainly have and can, can do it as long if I'm not angered in the word of God, we know that we're not alone. We're not alone in this, but we are called, we are chastised like Jesus chastised them to repent of that unbelief and believe. Then it goes on, verse 15. He said to them, go into all the world and preach to the, gos- the gospel to every creature. Verse 17, I love this. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. If they drink anything deadly, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That is verse 18. Chapter 16, verse 18 in the book of Mark, the gospel of Mark. He who believes, these signs will follow them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Are you an unbelieving believer with a hardness of heart to this gospel message? This, may I remind you, is the third last verse in the Gospel of Mark. It's in the very last chapter of the Gospel of Mark and it is repeated multiple times in the Gospels. You will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Do you believe this? If you are a follower of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Jesus that is spoken about all through the New Testament, who is prophesied all through the Old Testament, who has been preached through the world for 2,021 years. Do you believe this? Because if you don't, if we don't, we are unbelieving believers like the 11 who were in that room that day that Jesus appeared to and rebuked them chastise them for their unbelief and their hardness of heart. This is a message for us today, especially for this generation, because we are in a world that is hurting so badly, that is wounded so badly, that is so broken, that people are dying from broken hearts. They are dying from despair. They are dying from lack of hope. And we as Christians have the message of hope, but we need to believe it in order to go and preach it and preach this healing good news to the nations. We have the cure to the spiritual cancer, the mental cancer, the emotional cancer, and the physical cancer of the world. But we need to believe it first in our own hearts in order to receive the promise and then share it with the rest of the world. 
And finally, this is perhaps the ultimate, ultimate scripture that I want to share today. This is the final verse in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verse 20. After the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven. And verse 20, the disciples went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs and miracles. Jesus said himself, the scriptures, the word of God tells us that when we go and preach the message, he will work with us and confirm what we are saying through signs and wonders and miracles. Signs, wonders and miracles are meant to follow those who believe. They are meant to follow us. And I know that I know that if we do not get the word of God, these holy scriptures in our heart, we won't have the faith to believe. I can say this because I have lived this. It was not until I daily got in the word of God, meditated on these scriptures day and night, and then started acting on them that I actually started to see these signs, wonders and miracles happening in my life. And I have seen them time and time and time again. We're already at the 21 minute mark, which is unfortunate. I wanted to get all of this in into 20 minutes. But I have seen literally hundreds, if not thousands of miraculous healings, miraculous signs in my life and in those around me. I could feel hundreds of books. I'm not exaggerating with the signs, wonders and miracles that I have seen just in the last four years. I'm going to quickly share a few of them because miracles, sharing what God has done boosts our faith and belief. Just in the last week, I was on a silent retreat and there was another retreatant at this retreat and she came to me one evening and knocked on my cabin door and said, oh, look, could could you pray? I've just had a word from a friend of mine and their grandson has been, a nine-month-old has been airlifted to hospital with suspected food poisoning and his limp is a ragdoll and they're not sure that he's going to make it through the night. Can you please pray? And she had asked me because I'd been sharing with her about my belief and faith for miracle healings and and I said, absolutely, let's pray. Long story short, Next morning. So that was 8 p.m. one night. It was perhaps 10 a.m. the next morning. So 14 hours later, she came to me and she said, guess what? The boy's out of hospital. They've already discharged him. (laughs) This was a nine-month-old who the night before had been taken into hospital, suspected food poisoning, not sure he was going to make it. We prayed and declared the truth of God's word that his plan and purpose for healing would manifest And 14 hours later, he was out of hospital. Not only had he been healed, but they weren't even keeping him in for observation. He was that far healed. Like, this works. I have seen cancers disappear from people's bodies. I have seen financial miracles come through that literally have left the people with their mouths hanging open in awe saying, how? How has this happened? I suddenly have thousands of extra dollars in my bank account. I have seen women with reproductive issues, reproductive issues with relating to menstrual cycles, miraculously healed in the space of 24 hours. I have seen, and I've shared many times my own story of miraculous healing from a serious whiplash injury after a car crash, miraculous healing overnight. 
so many, so many, so many, and I, I want to share more. I'll share them all and others in, a, in another podcast. In fact, if you are listening to this, there are go to my podcast list. There are other podcasts where I share more miracle healing. So go to them. It will boost your faith. It says in the book of Revelations, we overcome the enemy who is the author of unbelief. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb, the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony. When we testify to what God has done. All right, 24 minutes. I'm going to wrap it up there. God bless you. May this penetrate to the core of your being, give you hope and faith and belief to believe that Jesus wants to work mighty wonders and miracles in your life and through your life today.